Hey there, uh, Cave Company Radio fans. Um, you're about to listen to uh, Sex and Other Human Activities. Um, my name is Bunky Houseman, and um, I wrote in and uh, got some advice from Jackie Marcus, and at first I thought it was great, and then um, I fucking lost everything. Um, so if you could uh, just know that their advice is for entertainment purposes only, you know, I lost my family, I lost my house. And um, I lost my career, uh, which was hard to do. I was a professional gambler. I thought that would be a thing that they could help me do, and they did. Um, so if you have any questions or advice you need, just make sure you email cavecomingradio at gmail.com, ask for Marcus or Jackie, and, um, or maybe just say hello to Henry from last podcast on the list because he needs, he needs your, your attention. He needs your affection. Um, so thank you, and enjoy sex and other human activities. I'm Marcus Parks. I'm Jackie Zabrowski. Why is it though when I hear the phrase world music, that's all I can think of? It gets a real bad rap. World I, music gets a terrible rap. And there's a lot of great shit out there, but there is so much crap. Yes. I mean, just like American music, just like anywhere. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of shit. Yeah. But of course, world music, it's like, uh, is it not rock American? Then it's world music. Like fucking, like there's some orchestra bow bob and osmitantes, shit like that. It's fucking great. Mm. <laughs> was there any of that too? Uh, no, I only got in a bang and a ning ning later on. Okay. Yeah, because I love Bollywood music. Really? I love it. I'm a huge Bollywood fan. Just the older stuff, like anywhere from like the 40s to the late 70s, there's some banging shit in Bollywood. Really? Oh, yeah. I think the closest I ever got to listening to Bollywood was liking the movie Bend It Like Beckham. Yeah, I guess that would be the closest you get to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed that movie, though. Yeah. I never saw it. I mean, it's just an Indian girl playing soccer. Yeah. I don't need to see that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you, it's good to be laughing again because for the last two weeks, I have been shattered. Why? Last podcast research. Oh, yeah. Not to cross over too much, but we think, you know, we thought that it would be good to talk about it uh, here on this show because it does have to do uh, with just the general day-to-day of the type of horrible things that people are faced with in everyday life. I think it's also interesting, too, where... I have been around you for the past two weeks, and you have been greatly affected by it. Yeah. I mean, even just hanging out the other night, you came over <laughs> for dinner, and then Marcus went on a diatribe about the fucking, what is it, the Franklin, the Franklin cover-up? Cover yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's- he starts going on and on, I'm just like watching him, I'm just like, yeah, man, yeah, that's rough. That's- you did not want to hear about it. No, I didn't, because also you were so sad about it. I was just like, this is obviously haunting you. I mean, I'm not going to go into, if you want to like know exactly what I'm talking about, go listen to the last episode of the last podcast on the left, The Satanic Government Part 2, The Franklin Cover-Up Part 1, Episode 120. Uh, very short, it's about just pedophile sex rings in the government. Uh, and I've been researching all this stuff, and, and it's, you know, it's it's credible. It's very credible. And it's one of those, uh, it's one of those subjects where if if one percent of it is true, just one percent, then it just makes the world such a worse 
place to be in. And I spend so much time in the darkness, staring into the fucking abyss, uh, and in everything, in, in, in fucking Last Podcast, and Crime Report, and Roundtable. All, all three of those shows are all about looking at the most horrible things that and humanity does. And also in does. your day-to-day life as well. I yeah. mean, you like weird <laughs> shit. I love weird shit. That's, you know, that's kind of my, that's my purview. That's, that's my preference as far as just living life goes. I, I like to live a weird, dark life. Uh, but for some reason, this, like it gave me, it gave me nightmares. It's, I think about it all the time. And I, I think a lot of people who, uh, work in shit like this and a lot of people that, um, research things like this and read about things like this. Like I, I've thought long and hard about like, cause I know a lot of the people that listen, a lot of the fans of this show are also fans of uh, last podcast. And I know if you're listening to cave comedy radio at all, then you've got a darker sense of humor. Right. We're a dark fucking station. We're made that way. You know, it, it's a very dark fucking place. Uh, and dealing with it all, uh, it sometimes gets to be, too much. Sometimes I, I feel like I'm mainlining the bad craziness of the world. You know, it's like some I posted on Facebook the other day that I, I kind of realized when I was talking to Henry is that my whole life is making bullet points out of madness, like the worst shit possible. Uh, and it's putting a bit of a haunted look into my eye. But and, and I actually spent uh, what made me feel better about it, though, when I started to really come out of it is I, I spent... Um, an entire therapy session just talking about this. This is how bad it fucked me up. You know, like I spent an entire therapy session talking about this shit. Uh, and I was talking to my uh, therapist about it and she was telling me, you know, and she's just taking it. She was like, yep, yep, absolutely. Because she had worked in the past with... Uh, kids in the sex slave, uh, in the, in the sex trade, kids that were in sex slavery that had gotten out. Uh, and she had talked to those kids. She had talked to, uh, other people that had been involved in this very real, very concrete, uh, aspect of the world, but she doesn't have a haunted look in her eye. Like she doesn't hold on to that shit. She doesn't think about it all the time. She leaves it. It's work and she leaves it at work. But also, I mean, I feel that in coming at it from a different angle that she was there to help people deal with it and to help people get through it. I feel that being that active in working against it probably helps as opposed to what you're doing, which is reading it and being absorbed into it and then giving all of this information to other people that are just as dark as you are. Mm -hmm. You're not helping to change the situation, you're just reporting what is happening, so it makes you feel helpless. That's what the nightmares were about. Yeah. The nightmares that I had uh, about, you know, I didn't go into this, but the actual nightmares that I had about all of this uh, is that I was being made to witness all of this while the people who were perpetrating it, uh, raping children, <clears throat> uh, were making me watch uh, and laughing at me. Because I couldn't do anything about it. That's what the nightmares were about. And that was three nights in a row. Just couldn't sleep. Just because that every time I tried to go to sleep, that would happen over and over again. Uh, and it's, uh, it's fucking, it's hard to deal with. It, it's real hard. to. I mean, it got to the point, uh, you know, I also said on the last podcast page, like, you know, I think most people took it as a joke. But, you know, I said I can understand why homicide detectives are alcoholics. And I was sincere with that. Uh, because I... 
could not wait for Thursday. Last week, I couldn't wait for Thursday night because Thursday night is band practice night. And that meant that I could get drunk. That meant that I could get fucking blitzed and sleep finally. Just to get it out of your head. Just to get it out of my head and just to be, yeah, and just to be drunk enough where I could just sleep and not have any dreams at all. And just thinking of like, you're reading about all these things, but think about how many professions there are that see it. Yeah. That are in it, that have to deal with it every day. And of course it's like, like you said, you know, of course they're alcoholics or they turn to drugs or because there has to be some way to deal with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, in reality, you should be like exactly what you did. You went to go talk to your therapist about it. That's a healthy way to deal with these feelings. Yeah. And also like when you're done with it, you know, try to rid yourself of what is inside of your head and try to think of happier things. I've still got another week of it. Yeah, I know. And now you have another week. Because I was already happy for you because I knew it was going to end. I thought it was going to end too. I thought Sunday was going to be the end. But we got uh, an hour into the episode and realized that we were only about halfway through the information. Uh, And then I also kind of realized like, oh shit, like I still have a little bit more research to do. Uh, but not on the most horrible shit. The research that I have to do has to do with somewhat boring administrative stuff, uh, which is a little bit better. But I have to kind of create a different narrative now. Uh, and it's, um, you know, it's th- I'm thankful that I've got all the gory details out of the way. You know, all the, the worst, worst stuff. I don't have to go back to that anymore. Yeah. I think, you know, it's silly, but I think that's what I always liked about Law & Order SVU. Was the fact that <laughs> Chris is a television show, I understand. Right? Oh, yeah. But that Christopher Maloney and Savakinvich, whatever her fucking name is. <laughs> her name it. is Olivia. Let's yeah, just say Olivia. Olivia. All right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Olivia. Like Olivia had been raped in the past, and mm. that's why she was working under the special victims unit, because she needed to actively go after these people to deal with her past. She mm. was a product of rape. Yeah, her mother had been her raped. Her mother had been raped. Yeah. Well, I mean, I won't give any way anything away of the 14 seasons of the show, but let's just say something happens to a little Olivia. Oh, uh, yeah. The prison? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Christopher Maloney had two daughters, yeah. and he couldn't handle it because he just kept thinking that these things were going to happen to them, and so his fucking wife left him Yeah, because he couldn't deal with it, because he couldn't look at them and be like, I can't protect you. This is going to happen. This is going to happen to you. And how do you be with someone that brings it home? home every day how do you how do you deal with someone that in earnest cannot handle their profession yeah and it happens in so many different ways where it's like this is happening to you it's happened to me just in acting before yeah. and well, i mean of course you're in murder fist and murder fist deals in uh the that's the reason why i you know love you guys so much is because you deal in the darkest fucking depths of humanity and, and that's yet, when i first met you guys where i was just like okay these people these are the friends i've been looking for my entire life because they've they've got that same fucked up twist in their brains that that I have that I had never met anybody else that had that same fucked up twist. We're definitely fucked up. Yeah, oh yeah. But I feel though that we use murder fist as a way of using our fucked up in a positive way as opposed to this last weekend I was filming um like a straight acting part for me which I don't really do very often anymore. I used to do a lot in the past because it fucks with my head <laughs> a lot, which is so weird that like murder fist isn't what fucks with my head. Yeah. But I had to play a character where I was a normal girl and I am chubby, a uh, shock, and that I get 
severely hurt by the words of like this guy that basically tells me I'm fat in front of a bunch of people and really hurts me. And like, it was like a long extended, like two days worth of me having to like hear it and then like deal with it and show it. on camera. And like, as silly as that sounds afterwards, I like couldn't look at myself in the mirror. I was just like, I am fat and no one likes me. He's like, I couldn't get past it and like that's why I don't act for real anymore is because playing a character when I don't have any of my fucking clothes on I'm drinking a fucking beer like that can't hurt me wearing a diaper yeah exactly that can't hurt me but playing myself and that's why I don't do stand up mm-hmm. being myself and having to deal with my real feelings like this is very I mean it's what we do on here but I'm not looking at anyone Yeah, I just see you and in my head it's just us talking about it so, but like with stand up and things like that that are more raw and, and a lot more open to who you really are, I can't handle. Yeah. Or else I go into a really bad, deep spiral. And that's not even, uh, of all the things that I could be doing every day, like that's what puts me down into a spiral. <laughs> no, I, I get it. I, I absolutely get it. And uh, because, you know, we use. Uh, that same sort of shit, like we channel a lot of that same sort of shit on uh, on the other shows where we talk about uh, just the most like fucked up things and be the most fucked up people that we can and have the most fucked up opinions that we have. Uh, but with with this one, uh, it was it was real. It was very real, uh, and it was something that like I could not really reach out and touch, but it was something that I could almost see. Like, I, I could see this shit happening. Uh, and Especially so, with the dreams and everything. Yeah, with the dreams and everything. Where that shit, like, really got in, it, it's just, it was just a brain worm that got in there. But, you know, I have wondered about that, you know, sometimes, like, when I'm watching um, a movie or a TV show or something like that, uh, and there's someone that's yelling at someone like an actress or an actor, like yelling about like how ugly they are or how fat they are or, you know, how like fucking weird they look and things like that. And I think about it like, it's like, how does that affect that actor? Like how, how do they get, like, are they able to leave that behind? Are they able to just remove themselves from that? I've wondered about that often, like how that does actually affect people. Well, and also with thinking, I mean, just like big names, like, I mean, Heath Ledger, yeah. Why he couldn't sleep at night and he couldn't handle what he was doing during the day. And it was kind of making him crazy that he started taking shit yeah. because he couldn't handle it. And it's like, that's just acting. <laughs> that, you know, it's like you're just at, and like and looking at it from an outside. If you've never done something like that before, you're just like, how did he go? So because it's like if you were in it. And you are in the costume and you are doing this day in and day out, 16 hours a day. How do you separate it from reality when you leave, even if you just leave the set and you go to a hotel room? It's like there is no escape. Same with Philip Seymour Hoffman. I mean, that, those are like the big names of people that are so brilliant at what they do is because they can't tap out of it. Mm-hmm. And that is what makes them brilliant. But that is also what makes them dangerous to themselves. And there are a lot of jobs that do that to people. Yeah. That they just can't get out of it. Yeah. It's so hard to leave behind. It's very, and and I know this, it's very hard to separate myself from, because a lot of this is being ourselves. 
you right. know? So it, it's hard for me. And I do a lot of research outside of this. Like I do research on the train and I do it at home and all that, uh, which by the way, I've stopped doing research on the train and at home. I think it's that's only, it's only, and now I only do it here in the studio. Like I don't, yeah, I don't do it anywhere outside of here because I have to separate myself now. Uh, it's just a, a lesson that I, uh, that I learned. Hell, I'm even thinking about moving my whole library of, you know, serial killer books and, you know, demonology and, you know, satanic stuff and all that, like moving it all here. So all of that, all that horrible shit, uh, is left here. You know what I did the other day? I went out after, uh, after I left, uh, uh, therapy talking about all that shit. I went to a bookstore and went straight to the fantasy novel section. And I'm like, all right, I need some outside of work. I need fucking elves. Yes. And, <laughs> Something, and magic. Yeah. You need and shit like, like that. singing songs yeah. about their travels. Yeah. And picked up like the name of the wind, which, there you uh, go. yeah, which our, our friend Jason Kepar is a huge fan of and told me about. And it's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's like, yes, tell me, Koth, about your travels to the university and yeah. shit like that. I'm like, <laughs> fucking A. Yeah. Take me along, man. Take me on the ride. Uh, <laughs> and I think a lot of people out there, and I, I know we've got a lot of listeners that, you know, we've got a fair amount of people that, um, that would do social work. Uh, I know we've got some people that listen. They're nine one one operators. Uh, I know we've got one listener that's like a medical examiner in Philadelphia. Like there are a lot of people that listen to us that uh, have horrible jobs or not horrible jobs, but deal with like the horrors of everyday life right. uh, every single day uh, and are faced with it. And look these people in the eye, or they like actually hear this shit as it's happening. And, you know, compared to them, like, I think, you know, God, I feel like a little bit of a pussy for being so affected by this stuff. When those people can deal with that stuff on a daily basis and, you know, still live uh, full lives. And I can't even, you know, like reading about it and really get into it uh, really fucks me up this much. Um, if you guys out there, if you have any uh, tips on how to like fucking deal with the horrible things in life, send us an email at, uh, at Cave Comedy Radio. At, uh, at gmail.com. I think that separating yourself is a really great start, though. I find that, I mean, no matter what, I've even said that before, where even after work, I need to be by myself for a half an hour yeah. easily. I just need to be able to reconnect with myself, let go of the rest of the day, and find me again. Yeah. Rather than just when you just coast through the day and you don't stop to talk to yourself and, and or you don't stop reading the shit on the train or you don't stop you need to stop not yeah. stopping is what makes you go over the edge yeah absolutely and you know and this is the kind of the first like i'm able to laugh almost anything off like there's nothing there's very little that's you know well i mean there's nothing that's sacred uh, but there's very little that i can't just laugh off because you know if it, like that's what i've always said about like why uh you know, we do this stuff or why I do this stuff is that if I didn't laugh about it, I cry about it. Right. You know, like we're all very sensitive people. All of us are that work in this fucking business. You know, we're, we're all like real sensitive people. And, and I used to be very like, you know, very like passionate and, you know, like gung ho about changing the world, making a difference and all of that type of shit. Uh, and it just kind of went like, I, I, I couldn't handle it anymore. Like that I couldn't handle anymore. Like I couldn't handle giving so much of myself to something that wasn't, to things that had no direct effect on me, that had nothing to do with my life whatsoever. But that's why, I mean, what you do every day 
does make a difference and it does change the world. It just changes who you're talking to. You change people's days every day. That's what you're meant to do. You're the newsman. This is what you fucking do. And it's like, yeah, you can't, you know, there's a lot of things that we can't change ourselves, but every day you just got to figure out what you can change in your life, what you can have control over and take control of it. I think it's good advice to everybody. You know, it's like I, I always been, uh, I I think what I realized with that type of stuff is uh, you can't change the world at large. But you can change the world that you live in. Right. Everybody around, if you make your own little corner of the world good, if you do every effort, if you make every effort to make your own little corner of the world a good place to live in, a pleasant place to live in, then that's something. That's a victory. It's a small victory. But the more people that make their own little corner of the world a good place, if enough people do that, then... It's a community. Yeah, then it's then a community, it's, yeah. and, and then eventually the world will be a better place. If we all make our own little corner better, then eventually the world will be better. Uh, and I, I take heart in that. You know, I, I hope, like, that's something that that helps me out. Like, I think that, like, there's, there's enough people doing that uh, where it will make, you know, it definitely makes living in New York City easier. Yeah. When I mean, you've got a bunch of people that are kind of carving out their own little place that's making things better. And that's nice. I appreciate that. I like that. I know a lot of people here in in the city that kind of carve out their own little, you know, their nook. They, they, their nook, and they're like making their nook a nicer place. You're one of those people that like and makes you are too. yeah, it makes like the nook like a a much better place, a much nicer little place. Uh, and I think if everyone out there did the same, then it makes the whole world a better place. Fuck yeah, everybody. Try it out, man. Just try it out. Just, just try it out, man. Just, <laughs> just, fucking- uh, just try it out. Because there's, you know, and that's another thing that I'm realizing, you know, this last week is that there's just, there's so much bad in the world and there's so much, so many horrible things on such a large scale that are just horrible. So the only thing we can do is uh, make our own little corner of the world a better place. Yeah. And make the day to day easier for you and everyone around you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, let's get to some letters. All right. I feel better. Yeah? I feel better. That's great. I'm feeling good, That's man. awesome. I'm feeling good. Yeah, yeah. I'm feeling much better. Thanks for listening. You and all the listeners. Hell yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, I don't think we say that enough. No, Thanks thank for listening. You. Yeah. I was saying that on the, on, I, and I really meant it on, on, the, uh, on the Facebook page where it's like, we all need each other. Yeah. That's what we're here for. And if we can't talk to each other, then what are you going to fucking do? You're just going to fucking explode. Yeah. And sometimes you need to reach out to somebody that you don't know. To get an honest answer and to find a perspective that you wouldn't have thought about. And we need that. Yeah. We need human interaction. We need this. Yeah, and we do. We Like you may have said, we got a Facebook page. Yeah. Now, the Sex and the Human Activities Facebook. In a, in a week, we've got 71 members. Fuck yeah. Which is, you know, which is, I think, pretty fucking good for Hell a week. Hell yeah. Yeah, and we're getting more and more every day. So you guys just go on the page, uh, talk about whatever you want. You know, hell, we've got one thread going right now about lucid dreaming. Hell yeah. Uh, another one uh, about, you know, a guy, a listener giving us a follow-up, you know, on uh, on something, on a question that we answered before. Uh, this is, it's an amazing page. Thank you guys so much yeah, thank for, you. Uh, for joining and for contributing. Uh, and, of course, if any of you out there uh, want, there's anything that's definitely too personal for that page and you don't want your name attached to it, uh, then send us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com and you'll get a fun little name. Yeah! <laughs> And speaking of fun little names, we've got uh, our first guy, Wizard. Wizard. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> we have a uh, follow-up from Wizard. He was the guy that was in a long-distance relationship with a dude in the Bronx uh, working on his emotional neediness, uh, asking advice on that. So he sent us a follow-up letter. Here's what Wizard had to say. Jackie and Marcus, let me start by reiterating what all your listeners know and have said. You guys are amazing and incredible and do amazing things through your podcast. Get out of here. Get out of here. Listening to the last several weeks and hearing you guys allude to my email and question has been beyond amazing. I've been having a few rough weeks with work and been stressed and listening to the comments, uh, especially the boy George one, really carried me through. I look forward to your podcast every week and you guys help so many of us. You guys are doing a seriously great service and whenever you're down, remember that you make a difference in people's life every week. Well, Wizard. <laughs> Wizard. Oh, <laughs> you. To give you a follow-up, I just have to say you guys are scarily amazing at your insight. I'm working with a therapist now on my emotional neediness and trying to just be happy with myself and who I am. I can tell it'll take some work, but working on it actually feels good. I'm having to realize that to be with such an amazing person, I need to be equally amazing because that's what he deserves, and more importantly, it's what I deserve, to be the best me. I'm trying out the doing something by myself advice and get comfortable with being just me it sounds small but i'm going to the movies by myself this weekend which i've never done before so i'm gonna lewis and clark this bitch and get myself in order thank you guys so much for what you do you've taken your craft and are making a difference for so many of us every week you're doing such an amazing thing never forget that hail satan wizard hail satan hail satan thank you wizard thank you so much that's awesome and you know going to the movies by yourself that is a fucking amazing start that's such a great idea once I've only done it once too. Yeah, and actually, when when I read Wizard's letter, I was like, I gotta do that again. Yeah, because I had an amazing time. Me too. I went and saw Zero Dark Thirty by myself at Ooh, like four o'clock a, on a Thursday. That's a rough one to see by yourself. <laughs> but it was fucking awesome. Hell yeah! I got my popcorn. I got my bunch of crunch. I got my icy. That's my mu- movie trifecta. Movie trifecta. Uh-huh. Also, then no one judges you for how much popcorn you want to eat. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I get judged often for how much popcorn I eat at the movies, and I loved it because I ate the whole fucking thing and then I got a bellyache and no one <laughs> took, gave me the I told you so talk afterwards. Oh, I went and saw Captain America on Monday night and uh, ate a whole box of Bunch of Crunch and a lot of popcorn and a whole icy. Oh, I had such a tummy ache. Oh, man. Oh, I was so farty on the train. Even as an adult it's like when you eat yourself into a candy tummy ache, that's a special time. You're like, I chose this. I did this to myself. I am mature enough to get halfway through that box and think I shouldn't go any further and then you just forget you about just it. Forget. You just forget. You're watching the movie. You just say, nah. <laughs> but it really is important to learn how to do things by yourself. Same with like, uh, I used to not be able to go get lunch outside by myself like oh i'll just order delivery and then i felt like a troll person it's like i can go out and get no one is judging it's like it's relinquishing the judging and also not because no one's judging you you're just judging yourself no one is paying attention to you at all i think that's what a lot of people forget people that are socially paranoid uh i think that's what they forget a lot of times no one gives a fuck about what you're doing. Everyone's concerned with what they're doing in their own little lives and their own little world. No one's paying attention to you. And it's a hard thing to remember. Yeah. And it's something that I find myself frequently saying inside of my head. Yeah. That no one is paying attention to me. No. In a good way. Yeah. You know, and especially if you, like, yeah, with social paranoia as well, where it's something that just kind of consumes your mind and it makes you frightened of day-to-day life. And then you realize it's like, 
there's a lot of things in this world to be frightened about. But being scared of yourself, I feel, is our, especially our generation's number one problem. Yeah? Yeah. What do you mean by scared of yourself? I feel like, um, like the judgment Mm. that like when you, when you place, it's like how harshly we judge ourselves. Yeah. And I'm not saying that this hasn't happened to other generations. I'm just saying this is a generation I live in. So that I feel that it, it's like everything about it in, in what we wear, in how we carry ourselves, in like even the fact of like how often have I thought about when I had first gotten a Kindle a few years ago where I was like, I can't have a Kindle because then no one knows what I'm reading. <laughs> That's what I honestly thought. And it's like, yeah. what the fuck does it matter? What, what does, does it, it matter? Ca- no one gives a fuck about what I'm reading. I just think it's, you know, it, it sparks conversations. It's but most of all, like if I'm reading a hard book, I want someone to acknowledge the fact that like, oh, that girl's reading a hard book. <laughs> That's a big book she's reading. But things like that where it's like, I don't need that recognition. Yeah. I don't need anyone else's you did good, you know? <laughs> I think that's a big problem our generation has is that need for validation. Validation. Yeah. Not that's... you did good. <laughs> <laughs> it's saying tomato, tomato. Yeah. It's like, you did good. You did good. Uh, yeah, we want that. You know, we want likes. We want retweets. Uh, we want people to pat us on the head and say, you did good. That's that's all we want, you know, we want that at we want that in our relationships. We want that at work. We want our boss to tell us good job uh, when we do a good job. You know, that's that's what we want, and that's all we want. And we got to get the fuck over that. I know we've got to be. Uh, I was a, a big, you know, I had a big problem with it, and then I finally just came across the, the realization that all all that matters is. That I'm proud of what I did. Right. You know, if I'm proud of what I did, uh, then it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks about it. You know, but when if you it, judge yourself so harshly, it's hard to actually tell yourself, hey, I'm proud of you. Yeah. You know, you know, I do judge myself very harshly. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's better than worrying about everyone else's judgment. Right. You know, I do have, you know, pretty high standards for what, uh, for the product that I put out, for the things that I do. I got pretty high standards for myself on a lot of things. Uh, I'm, you know, but, uh, I'm also, if I, if I put something out there that I'm, uh, that I'm proud of and it doesn't get, you know, all of the, um, attention that I uh, believe it you know deserves or anything like that, then I'm okay with that. I'm like, ah, all right, well, I guess I'll do better next time. Right. You know, and if I do something, you know, at work uh, that I think is particularly fucking awesome and I don't get a pat on the head, uh, I'm like, fine. I'm proud of what I did and that's good enough. That's all you need. You don't need the validation of others. All you need is pride in yourself. And once you get that, then you'd be amazed at how freeing it is. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, man. But yeah, fucking great job, wizard. Uh, keep, you know, keep going to therapy. Uh, keep trying to be the best you. And remember that, you know, you got to do it. It's great that you're doing it for another person, but it's even better that you're doing it for yourself. Right. And please let us know down the line how everything's going. Yeah, absolutely. We're proud of you. We are proud of you. We are validating your existence (laughs) and your hard work. Yes, yes, exactly. We are are giving you a gut pat on the head. We are telling you great job. Because it's awesome. Uh, Because it's fucking awesome, you know. Uh, So... 
Yeah, thanks for writing in. It's so silly with Facebook and all those things. I've lately, especially, I've been watching a lot of people get engaged and stuff like that on Facebook or having kids. And in my head, I saw someone get engaged. I was like, I don't put any real personal information on Facebook. I don't either. And I was just like, yeah, but if I get engaged, I'm going to put it on there. <laughs> and then I thought that. I'm like, why? Because I want everybody to see. It's like, yeah, I got one. Yeah, fat girl got one. And he's cute. And, and like, that's honestly what I thought. Yeah, I think it was just been. I think this weekend just fucked me up a little bit with my the perception of myself. But I was just like, yeah, that's what I'm gonna fucking do. And then they're all gonna be like, they stay together. They're so great. (laughs) (laughs) Which is terrible. I put the only thing I put up there is married, and and that's it. Like I, I did in the past make the mistake of putting like you know relationships in a relationship with. And then when you break up, oh my. Broke up. It's like Marcus Parks is now single. Everybody. So it broke people's hearts. Yeah. Like they were like, what? Like, no, if you guys don't make it, then nobody can. Yeah. And then there's creeps coming out of the woodwork being uh, like, I always wanted to feel what your vagina's like. Okay. Well, that doesn't happen with guys. Didn't happen with guys. Didn't happen with with me because that was really weird. Literally, that is a quote. Oh. God. Like no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool. I'm all right. Yeah. I'm fine. No, 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 no. That didn't happen. So I've, you know, I, I don't. I think that's too personal. But I think it's amazing that I talk about like, oh, I won't put my relationship status on uh, on Facebook. But then on this show, yeah, I'm right. Just an like, outpouring. Just an outpouring of like the deep, darkest fucking you know inner thoughts. Well, but because we're just talking to each other. Yeah, because we're just talking to each other, and there <laughs> happens to be other people that are psychic. Listening, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, but that oh, that old paranoia. I don't want to start. Don't that think again. about it, Marcus. <laughs> oh, I'm on the train, and not everybody can read my thoughts, but there are some people that can read my Marcus, thoughts. Marcus, it's not true. <laughs> no one can read your thoughts. You zip the lip, nobody knows. <laughs> That's very true. All right, well, let's get to our uh, next letter from today. What do we kind of call this kid? He is British. Hmm. Sharpshooting Maggart. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. (laughs) We'll call him Sharpshooter for short. Okay. Uh, Sharpshooting Maggart, this is for you. (laughs) (laughs) Says, I'm a British kid from Plymouth in England, and I have a problem. I'm 16 years old and I'm planning to break up with my girlfriend. We were together for two years and then broke up because I couldn't handle her depression and the fact that she seemed proud to have cut herself all over her body. She's been battling anorexia for years and is slowly winning, I hope. She constantly cried for help and pushed away those that tried. It seemed like she didn't want help even when we spoon-fed it to her. We broke up and she went out with some other guy within two weeks. After that, we ended up back together, but the issues are still there. I don't feel anything anymore and the stress I do feel when I worry about what she would do if we broke up just gets to me and I sit down and just play games or watch videos and just sit down and abandon any revision or important work to not think about her. It's killing my grades. I would be uh, an A asterisk 
an A-plus in the U.S., but I'm slipping near exam time. I've realized that I don't love her or feel any more feelings for her, but she's in love with me, and it would break her heart if we break up again. I need help, and so does she. She's in therapy, but she's unhappy, and her mom does not seem to care. Any help will be greatly appreciated. Keep up the great work, guys. I love your stuff, and I'm desperately trying to get my friends to listen. I think that if my parents can quit smoking after 20 years, so can you. You guys fucking rock, and I wish you all the best. Diehard Cave Comedy Radio fan sharp shooting say it say it well, i can't remember maggard <laughs> how could you forget about the best part of the name well you know what all i could think of i know, you know the only word i could think I of i know <laughs> well it formed out of because i wanted to say sharp shooting mcgee and i was like well that sounds dumb yeah so <laughs> that's what came out of my mouth All right, with Sharpshooter, Um, get rid of her. Have to. Gotta get rid of her. Just, I mean, you just have to. She's a parasite. She's a leech. And she's sucking you dry, and she knows she's doing it. And as much as someone wants to seem helpless, she has all of the power in this situation. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I feel that when people are spoon-fed, when... It seems that it's a lot of cries for help from her, which she does need help, but not mm-hmm. from you. No, you're 16. You you got to get away from her. You, you have to do, you have to live your life. Mm-hmm. You Right now you're living through her and for her. And that's not fair to you. And it's not fair to everything that you give to this world. Yeah. I, I feel like when... You're saying that she's in love with you and that you're scared to leave her again. It seemed like last time she just found someone else to leech onto. Real fast. You said like less than two weeks away. And it could be going through your mind, even though you don't realize it, could be going through your mind that the last time she got with another guy, it probably hurt you and you got back together and that pain went away. And you might just be worried that... After you break up, you're going to see her with another guy and that same pain is going to come back because that's very hurtful. When you break up with someone and you see them with someone else, that hurts. No matter if it was a horrible relationship uh, like you were in and painful and all that shit, seeing an ex with another person hurts. Uh, And I'm sure you don't want to see that, but you're going to have to. And that initial pain that you feel on that is worth it. Because you're going to have to feel pain with all of this type of shit stuff. You have to feel pain. It's unavoidable. Uh, and it's going to be a different kind of pain than what you're feeling now. But the kind of pain you're feeling now is soul crushing. Yes. It is eroding. It's corrosive. Any other synonym I can think of. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's terrible, but, the, but it's not as sharp. You know, like it's a... Um, it's a slow pain, uh, but that pain is seeing her with someone else. That's a sharp pain. That's a stab. Uh, and you might be scared of that, but don't be because it'll be over pretty fucking fast. Because the corrosion of your soul over time will take a lot longer to get past than the stab of jealousy and anguish of seeing her with someone else. That goes away mm-hmm. and you will get past it. Especially as someone that 
it is she is not a good match for you. Mm-mm. And as much as it hurts to say it now, you're going to look back at this a year from now and be like, what was I doing for all of those years? <laughs> because you're going to feel great. It's going it, it is literally taking a leech off of your body. It, yeah. You are going to get yourself back again. You're going to be able to do and rather than avoiding your life, which is what you're doing by playing video games and not dealing with her you are actually going to participate in your life mm-hmm. instead, which is what it's all about, man. It's not about living for someone else. No. With the second you realize that you're living for and through someone else, you got to cut it out. You got to cut the tumor out. Yeah, man. Because it's not, we don't have enough fucking time. <laughs> we in got this so fucking little. life, man. Ugh. We don't have the fucking time because it, then, or like the other scenario is that you're with her for another five years and then you realize what she's done to you that's that that is that's the other side of this coin here honestly it's not like she is not also not going to get better as long as she has you as a crutch she is definitely using you as a crutch you're there you're telling her it's okay it's it's fine you know i'm here for you and it hasn't worked it's not going to work you know and and you know, Jackie said, you know, it's like you are not a good match for each other. Right now, she's not a good match for anyone. Anybody. You know, not everybody needs to be in a relationship all the time. I think a lot of people don't need to be in relationships most of the time. Ever. Probably. <laughs> like that's you know, a lot of people they jump into relationships without taking care of themselves, without knowing who they are and without being happy with themselves. Uh, they just jump in because they're lonely and loneliness fucking hurts. It's hard. Uh, but sometimes you have to be lonely. Sometimes you have to be alone for a while and figure out your own shit. And she needs that. And you know what? You need that too. Especially in your formative years. You guys have been together since you were 14. And this is the time when you're the most fucked up. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I feel it's like going from middle school up until, I mean, forever. Mm. But (laughs) I feel like it never stops. I feel middle school, high school and college. You are every day is a new thing. Like you are you are learning about yourself. You're getting to know the world. You're getting to know yourself and your place in your environment. And you can't do that if you're with someone else, especially if that's someone else is a tornado of a human being. Yeah, because she needs some time by herself. And honestly, now at this point, you need time by yourself. Yeah, man. You got to get over this shit. You got to start thinking rather than like everything is for her and you're all, like, I feel like you probably wake up in the morning. The first thing you think about is her. Mm-hmm. And when you go to bed at night, the last thing you think about is her. And not in a good way. Not no. in a I'm in love and like butterflies kind of way. Like in a concerned and and you, you are, but you're not thinking about you. It's time to fucking think about you. Yeah. Especially when you're 16. Have a great time. (laughs) And I've known kids like you. I knew kids like you in high school that spent their whole time in high school with one chick who was fucking insane and they broke up and they got back together and they broke up and they got back together. And those friends, like, we'll talk, you know, years later about it. And they say, you know what, man, that was my biggest fucking regret is that I spent, I wasted so much time on that crazy fucking girl that I could have spent out with you guys riding around, having fun. Having new experiences. Having new experiences, going up to Lubbock and, you know, going to fucking parties up there. Instead of that, you know, I was screaming at my girlfriend in a fucking field 
uh, while everyone else was having a good time. And they regretted that. And you only get one. You that know. or my good friend that like at 18, they got married. Oh. And then at 21, they got divorced three kids later. <sighs> and so now they've got kids together. So they are eternally linked in their fucking life. And he's insane. Yeah. And she has to deal with him for the rest of her fucking life because she fucked up. Mm-hmm. Not that having kids is fucking up, but having them with someone that you're not right for is. Or having someone with someone that's insane. Yes. You know, someone with problems. That's yes. why it's so fucking stupid to get married and to have kids that young because you're still so fucked up and you have so many things that you got to work through that you got to get off your you just have to get them out of your fucking head you got so many things to work through uh and if you have kids and if you get married before you have a chance to start working through those things because once you have kids you lose so much you lose so much free time because now your life has to be dedicated to your kids because that's how you be a good fucking parent but you can't dedicate time to yourself if you're dedicating time to your kids uh and if you're not dedicating time to yourself then all those fucking problems that you have are never going to get solved so you go fucking insane you keep going crazy it's this horrible fucking cycle not to say that that's the fate of every single person who gets married at 18 not true at all that you know some people it works out but i think the vast majority of people that get married at that young age uh, and have kids at that young age that's how it plays out for them i think it's actually really interesting and it keeps reverberating in my head there's this couple that comes into the shop three times a day they're both artists and they're like on their way i mean they're fairly well-known artists they both teach at like ivy leagues and they go away for the summers and they're probably in their i guess now they're mid to late 40s and i was talking to one of them one day and they're like best friends yeah and i was talking about how like i've known them for years at this point and they've met doug and i I was just like oh man i just want to have kids now and she looked me in the eyes she was like you know why we're still best friends and why we have a great time is because we've been together since we were 21 years old. We we got married at like 34, 35, and I waited until I was in my early 40s to have children. Jesus. And she's like, and now it's because I got to formulate myself and he got to work we worked on our art separately but we were always together mm-hmm. and and we both were our own person for most of our lives <laughs> and now we have children and and we're both at this point i mean for them it's a, it's a different scenario but like they're both successful and they have children and they love it <laughs> because they fucking know who they are yeah and they know what they're doing and and they're and they worked on their craft by themselves as well as together mm-hmm. and she's like because we are two completely independent people and that's why we work so well and i was just like my mind just went <laughs> and, and and it's true and you hear those things but when you see a couple that actually did it and it's actually worked where you're just like that is the key that's it mm-hmm. it's hard to wait that long especially like looking at it from this aspect but looking at it from her angle she's like I waited the right amount of time yeah that's and crazy if you can do it and if not I just feel like getting to know yourself and especially when you are 16 years old, is 
huge. Th- you got to get to know yourself. I feel like that's the big theme over the last few shows is getting to know yourself mm-hmm. and getting to, and understanding yourself and understanding how you need to live life. Uh, but not only how you need to live life, but how you can live life with others uh, and still be happy without being an asshole. Yeah. Like that's, I think that's a big secret to life. I think that that's a big thing to get to, to get to is knowing yourself and knowing how to interact with others while making yourself be happy and while making the world uh, a better place. And not being an asshole. And not being an asshole. That's. Secret of life, ladies and gentlemen. We just came up with. Don't it. be that. Yeah, I fucking love it. <laughs> we just fucking cracked the code. Cracked the code. The Da Vinci Code. You know, if anybody else, if you have any, because I've been thinking a lot lately about personal philosophies in life, and uh, in a positive way. Not, you know, not, you know, we live in a fallen world way because... That's um, good. Well, True Detective has been done for a while, yeah. so I'm glad to have <laughs> no, you back. No, 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 no. That started long before yeah, True, True Detective. Yeah, 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 I know. True Detective just fucking, yeah, I mean, but, you know, still. <laughs> uh, now I'm kind of going back, you know, I'm trying to go back in the uh, in the other direction, going back and forth. Uh, uh, but if you guys out there have any kind of personal philosophy that you uh, live life by, uh, help post it on the Facebook page. Yeah, that you would know, be fucking if awesome. You've got, if you've got some sort of personal philosophy, some sort of code that you have that you live by, post it on the Facebook page and uh, yeah, we can all talk about it. Fuck yeah, and man. You, and of course, as we said before, if you've got any questions uh, for us or uh, anything like that, just send us an email at cavecomedyradio@gmail.com uh, or send us a message on Facebook, either one, and uh, we'll answer it uh, as soon as we can. Marcus, this was a very positive day. I know. Isn't it weird that we started talking about today. like pedophile rings and now we feel uplifted? Yeah, I feel really good. I hope <laughs> I you feel, feel really good. I feel awesome. I hope everybody's listening feels really good. I feel very good today. I feel real good today. And I hope it's not because I drank a vodka Red Bull at 4 p.m., <laughs> but I well, feel great. Well, I had a nice little uh, cup of coffee from Sweet Leaf, so I'm, I had a nice little cup of coffee from Sweet Leaf and a couple of mini Cadbury cream eggs that your mother sent me. Yep, my mother sends <laughs> an Easter box filled with candy because oh, fat so girls need their candy. <laughs> That's what I've been trying to do good, and then today I got a huge box filled with candy. I was just like, I... Can't. I am having a lot of self image issues this week, mom. All right. Yesterday didn't eat anything at all because that's how I deal with my self image issues. Oh, it's bad. I know. It's really, really bad. I know, but I my face looked thinner today, so I feel good. About- no, is that bad? Oh no, 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 no. You know what? It doesn't. You just think it does. You think I look fat? No, I got. You know what I'm saying? Saying, God damn it. I know. <laughs> but I do look thinner today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll talk about this next we'll time. We'll talk about it next week. Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll see you then. My name is Jackie Zabrowski. My name is Marcus Parks. Thanks, guys. Thank you. <laughs>